the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the James Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and to overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. I'm your host, Dr. James, J.C. Cooley, and wow, we got a very powerful show coming your way today. We're going to talk about something that near and dear to my heart, our heritage, and everything that uh, I believe that was instilled in me uh, from as being a, a young black man, as a kid, all the way up to today. Uh, thoughts and beliefs and rules that we uh, still abide by today. Uh, what we're talking about is uh, celebrating Black History Month. I think uh, every day should be all type of history, not just Black history or whatever, Hispanic history should be heritage should be celebrated, but uh, it was introduced into law, you know, Black History Month. We're going to talk a little bit more about that one uh, in a few minutes, but I, I can't even start a show without bringing on the executive producer and the co-host, Dr. Michelle Cooley. How are you doing today? Doing great. Doing great. Yes, we are celebrating Black History Month. And, you know, we don't have enough time in this show to go over all the people, all the pioneers, you know, in the past, presently, who have um, contributed to so many things regarding um, Black history. We're going to talk about a few. We're going to talk about how it all got started, first of all, and the man behind it. But we're just excited to have the show today. Well, I'm excited about the guest uh, that's going to help narrate this uh uh, my main man, uh, Dr. Terry Swain. Yeah, I, I know you haven't seen him on the show many, many times. And you're probably going to see him on the show many, many more. Uh, but uh, just understanding why it's important that we understand the achievements of so many African-Americans uh, that have put sweat, tears, gave their lives so that we can be free and so that we can continue to grow so we can pass the generations to come the importance of always remembering who you are and where you come from. You know, so, Michelle, can you uh, identify the title of the show, purpose of the show, and bring this great guest on? Well, yes. So the title of today's show is Celebrating Black History Month. And as James mentioned, him, myself, and Dr. Terry Spain is going to discuss, you know, how Black History Month had its roots in the, in the contributions of several pioneers who worked towards recognizing and celebrating the achievements of African-Americans. And we're going to talk about how it all began. It actually began in a week and then it increased to a month. But we're going to have Dr. Cooley go over that. So we're really excited about this show and our guests and our guest co-host today, Dr. Terry Spain. He's an author. He's a CEO. He's a military veteran. He's an entrepreneur. He is so many more things. And we welcome you back to the show. Thank you, Dr. Spain. Hey, good. good. Is it afternoon? Yeah, it's afternoon. Good afternoon. <laughs> Thanks for having me back. I appreciate that. This is, a, this is going to be a great topic. And, and it's something that, that I, I would never get tired of talking about. So this is this is perfect. Yeah, you know, and, and, and congratulations, man. I know you're going to be speaking uh, uh, in Colorado. Uh, you got some events coming up this month, and uh, and uh, they chose the right person to do that. <laughs> but, 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 Terry, before we start, I, I want our viewers and our listeners, we got a couple other folks going to be chiming. We've got Keisha, and we got Lala. Uh, they're going to be chiming in with us uh, real soon as well. But I want our viewers and 
and listeners to understand just a little bit about what Black History Month is. Just like Michelle mentioned uh, a minute ago, that uh, it started out as a you know a one week. Uh, I, I think I forgot what they call it, Negro History Week or something. But wow, hey T. Carter D. Woodson, the founder. Can you talk about him a little bit? uh, Let our viewers uh, understand um, what was going through this man's mind. I mean, not what was going through his mind, but he saw a vision out there. He saw uh, the things that he had to go through and his uh, ancestors had to go through. And and it was a lot of, just like I said, sweat, tears, and many gave their lives. Uh, But he turned uh, his thoughts into and dreams into making sure that we honor the celebrations of not just the ones that came before us, but the ones that are in the present and the ones that's going to be coming uh, after us. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, uh, Carter G. Woodson. I mean, what a, a, a phenomenal human being. You know, he he saw the importance of c- celebrating African Americans and all the accomplishments that we have done up to the up to that time when he was uh, when he was alive. So. He took it upon himself uh, to to utilize February as a month. And I know there's a lot of folks that would always say, well, why do we get the, the shortest month of the year and all these different things? But uh, one of the reasons why he selected um, February is for Frederick Douglass. His birthday is in February and also Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln is birthday is in February as well. So those are some of the, the the driving uh, forces or the reasoning why he chose or he wanted February to be that that particular African-Americans to be in that particular month. But for the celebration, but quite honestly, any month would have done done it. I mean, for me and I tell people this all the time, African-American History Month is not just in February for me. And it shouldn't be for everyone because African-American history is American history. So um, but it just so happened that we pinpoint this month of February courtesy of of Carter G. Wilson, for, um, who's also known as the, uh, the father of Black History Month. So he saw fit that we needed to, to, get, to get more of our voices heard and, and our history shared towards everyone. So initially, like you mentioned before, it was a week, but it moved to a month. And uh, I'm excited and I'm glad that it, it, they, they did change that and they, and, they, uh, and they honored his wishes. You know, um, over the last, I guess, uh, 100 plus years, we have been trying to uh, get a celebration money. Why do you think it took until 1976 uh, before the president of the United States uh, actually recognized that Black achievement should be honored and should be celebrated? And I, I, I do believe that uh, we still have major challenges today with that because uh, many out there, uh, they don't see the significance uh, of this, but uh, we do. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, for obvious reasons, we know why it probably took that long. But um, I mean, because if you look at it in the 60s, um, African-Americans were fighting for a civil rights act. So that's only a few few years after the uh, the African-American history month uh, was actually into fruition. So there was a lot of it just goes to show you for us, it goes to show you the strength and the courage and the fortitude that African-Americans had to see this this thing to the end. Now, it could have died off and folks could have forgot about it and we could have just continuously had that month. But just to just to show the fortitude that we have as African-Americans and how important this month is, because we contributed contributed a lot to uh, to this country. And and, and the theme this year is African-Americans in the arts. And so from the arts, we can go many different places as what African-Americans have contributed. You mentioned uh, Frederick Douglass, and, you know, he was a major pioneer uh, behind a lot of things that uh, uh, was shaped, including shaped in the laws because he had opportunities to work hand-in-hand with presidents uh, and to recognize some of the achievements and what it was going to take. He He had what I call vision. Vision. He saw not just during the time that he was there, he saw generations to come and the evolution, how, how we was going to involve, especially when it comes to education, when it comes to equal rights, uh, when it comes to being able to uh, prosper. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell me what's your thoughts on uh, Frederick Douglass 
uh, which is also one of the key pioneers during this day uh, to making sure that we, we shape this generation uh, to where we are today. Well, I mean, you, you, you hit it right on the head. I mean, with Frederick Douglass, I mean, you can go so many different ways with him, but this is just to show how, how important he was to history. And like you mentioned, he had an opportunity to, to interact with presidents, you know, Frederick Douglass have done, the biggest thing for me is I think that a lot of people always look at folks who have done stuff recently and they tend to forget about the people who have done and paved the way for those folks that people look up to now. So with Frederick Douglass, he's, he's just a person that paved the way for your Martin Luther Kings, your W.E.B. Du Bois, your, your Langston Hughes, all these different uh, pioneers that we look up to or we often talk about. Um, he was the one that actually, he was one of the ones that actually paved the way. And, and, and you're absolutely right. And, you know, we're going to take a station break, but uh, we're going to ask Keisha, we're going to ask Sonia, we're going to have to ask Laura pop in uh, on the next segment so they can, uh, you know, chime in on these great conversations because we got a lot more coming your way. And if you want to be part of the conversation, regardless of where you're at in the world, regardless of where you're at, uh, where, whichever platform that you're watching this on, whether it's a 360 television transfer TV, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, and over 55 other live uh, platforms. All you had to do is just go to the comments and ask Dr. Terry, myself, or the panel that's getting ready to come in, any question that you might have. I promise you, promise you, we'll get you an answer. It's your life, and we'll see you shortly. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Hi, I'm Todd Purick, the producer of The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join James as he shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by Dr. James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. And we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. Dr. James Cooley is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. Dr. Cooley is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, Dr. James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to the James Cooley Show. It's your life, and I tell you, uh, the topic that we're talking about today is celebrating Black History Month. Uh, we also celebrate celebrating our, the pioneers of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And that's how history is done. We have to continue to evolve. You know, uh, Terry, I'm going to ask uh, Keisha and Sonia and Lala uh, to uh, pop in, if they can just turn their cameras on and pop in with us and join us if they like you know, so uh, uh, looking forward to having having them on. Uh, we got Sonia right here. How you doing? How you doing, Sonia? How you doing? <laughs> uh, Sonia, you. <laughs> she's on mute. Can you unmute yourself? Hi, how are you? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Hey, so happy to have you on the show today. So happy to have you, especially during uh, this uh, great celebration. And I, I say every day should be a celebration uh, because uh, to us, it's Black History every day. 
and yeah. not just in the matter of just celebrating black people, whatever that is. It's just understanding that we belong and we have built a lot of, especially in the United States, not just in the United States, but around the world, uh, a lot of other countries and we didn't get a whole lot of credit for it. <laughs> and so we want to talk about all of those type of things. And so, uh, Terry, I'm going to turn it back over to you uh, as we relate, but I want to talk about some of the great pioneers. Uh, last month, uh, I did a, a special show on Dr. Martin Luther King, and we know that he was a, a great pioneer. Uh, sacrifice gave up his life, really gave up his life. Uh, for the civil rights and all of the other things that was so instrumental to us being where we are today. And so I want to hear you and Sonia perspective uh, on that. And we're going to talk about a lot of those. We're going to talk about Rosa Parks, Harriet Tubman. We're going to talk about all of those things. We're going to talk about that museum that you were telling me about as well, uh, T. So I, I want to oh, get yeah. off all of those great things. So uh, T, you got it. Yeah. So, um, as it relates to Dr. Martin Luther King, I mean, um, I had an opportunity to go to um, Hotel Lorraine in Memphis, Tennessee. And I, I have to be honest with you, that totally changed my life when I had an opportunity to go there. And uh, just to see, I already, what you read in your history books, is that that's great too. But when you have an actual opportunity to go and see the location where it happened was, uh, was actually uh, pretty heartwarming. It just, knowing that all the stuff that he's done, he paid the ultimate sacrifice, which was, you know, the giving his life too as well, you know, and um, one of the, one of the things that I had an opportunity to meet his son, Dr. Martin Luther King um, third. And uh, when I was living in Washington, DC, and I just kept staring at him when I first met because he looks just like his dad, you know? And so um, when he and I had opportunity to talk, I just told him, I said, hey, you know, I, I don't mean to, you know, just keep staring because I was just I'm very sometimes I'm not lost for words. But this time at that time, I was because I had an opportunity to meet him in March. Um, the, They had the, uh, the 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 anniversary, the March on Washington when I was living there. So I had an opportunity to be one of the the uh, the front runners of running, walking in that March on Washington alongside him, Al Sharpton. Um, and there was a lot of other people. Uh, uh, powerful and influential people that was there leading the march. So for me, having an opportunity to march with them and the um, anniversary of the March on Washington was phenomenal. So um, we all know what Dr. Martin Luther King did for this country. And 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 I'm extremely, extremely humble and grateful for what he's done. Yeah, Sonia, what are your thoughts uh, uh, on that? Well, Dr. King definitely paved the way. But, you know, it's it's funny how that's where we always pick up civil rights history, right? Um, everyone thinks that's the beginning of it. But just to be honest with you, civil rights started even before King, right? King have definitely had the dream and did so much for us. But I like to take us back to a time in the 1930s, 40s, and 50s, there was a man named Harry T. Moore. And um, that's the museum I'm sure Dr. Terry Spain was trying to tell you about. That was a man who could have mind his business. But he didn't, right? He had a wife, two little girls to look after. But he was the most hated black man in the state of Florida. He was before I had a dream today. He was even before by any means necessary. And how come nobody ever heard about him? He fought for three things, and that was equal pay for black teachers. He investigated every lynching that took place in the state of Florida. And it was instrumental for him to get every black registered. He registered over 116,000 blacks to register to vote. And not only just registered, but made sure they wouldn't vote. So he changed the makeup of the Florida political system down here as we knew it back then. So he was truly a man before his time. And I think sometimes we have to recognize whose shoulders we're standing on, right? And I thank God for Dr. Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, Malcolm X, Marcus Garvey, and Harry T. Moore and Harriet Moore, who paved that way for us today, because where would we be, right? Absolutely. And, you know, and, and you, you're right, I hadn't heard uh, a whole lot about the gentleman that you just talked about, but it's important uh, that we put this out and we uh, let our all of us know history. History just didn't start with all of the names that we right. know, Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, Malcolm X, all that. 
it started with a lot of others uh, that paved the way and that uh, their spirit and their legacy continue to pave the way. You know, so um, I, I'm, I'm so excited about that. We're going to talk about the, that museum. Uh, I'm interested uh, to learn a little bit more about that one uh, later on during the show. Um, but Martin Luther King was instrumental as it comes to the boycott, you know, bus and boycott. And, and Rosa Parks was uh, the person that, that was chosen to stand up and do what she had to do. And I bet there was a lot of pressure on her shoulders because of what was going on during that time frame. But if we don't stand up and if we don't stand for something, we're going to fall for everything that comes our way. Yeah. You know, so, uh, hey, Terry, you want to talk about Rosa Parks a little bit? Yeah. You know, so a lot of people don't know that she was the secretary uh, of the NAACP uh, chapter, but she took what I say is, is a lot of people, it took a lot of courage for her to do what she did because when she refused to to give up her seat, that could have been the end of her life. And it goes to show you how many people are actually willing to give up their lives for the cause. And she, she did that even though she didn't give up her life, but she was willing to. And I think that really helped out a lot in showing not only uh, African-Americans, but other ethnicities, too, who were actually fighting for equal rights as well. That if you have a woman here that's sitting here that says that I'm not giving up my seat, what are you? So it, it, even though she didn't give up her seat, she actually in, in some in some aspects, in some ways, she challenged other people to do the same. You are absolutely right. Challenge a lot of other people. But, you know, courage. Courage is, yeah, is, is something that many of us do not have, right? Exactly. I mean, I mean we, we are here, I believe, uh, to, I, I know what I feel. Um, I have purpose. I, I believe that God sent me here for a reason. And if I had to make the ultimate sacrifice in order to make sure that others are going to benefit and have an opportunity to grow. And just as long as you believe in something, truly believe in it. I mean, no one wants to be heard of Irish or whatever. Uh, but we have to see past the tip of our nose. Sonia, what are your thoughts on that? I agree. You know, so many times we learn the story about Rosa Parks. And Terry, I have to agree with you. So many people just picture her tired from a hard day's work. Because, you know, we worked long and hard during those days. But <laughs> what the reality is that most people don't realize Rosa Parks was only 42 years old. So she wasn't tired because she was physically tired that day. She was mentally tired. Can you imagine our mental status back in those days being called nigger all day you know doing this doing that from sunrise to sunset so she was mentally fatigued and that was the day that she was tired of giving in that's why she didn't get up that day off of that bus you know and then a lot of people don't realize too that montgomery bus boycott that was the second time she ran into that same old bus driver right so it was so much into play during that time but that's what i'm saying it takes it takes some strong people we are strong-willed our backbones have been strong for a long time that sometimes just like Fannie Lou Hamer used to say, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Well, Rosa Parks that day was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And if it had not been for her, where would we have been now? And then it shows you how we as black people could mobilize. That was one of the best scenes in America. If we could replay that again, that's what we need to do. Because black people, I don't want to hear about we don't come together or we came together. You didn't see too many people riding that bus. We almost shut them all down, did we? We got, we walked to work, we rode in cars, we, we did everything we could do to get to work and we helped each other because that's what we do collectively together. That's where our strength lies. You know, that is, I believe that because, you know, courage is so important and standing up for what you believe in, especially, you know, with threats against your life or violence against you. Uh, I think it's important that, you know, people do not forget what the people before us went through for us to be able to, quote unquote, live the way we live, enjoy the luxuries, what we enjoy. There was always a price to pay and those people paid it, whether 
you know, um, like I said, threats against themselves and their families. I mean, um, I mean, you hear about, you know, Martin Luther King, what he went through, you, you know, bomb threats and Malcolm X at the same time against your family, but they still went and still fought for what they believe in and for the rights that they believe that we were entitled to. So we must never forget that. What are your thoughts on that? Anybody? I agree. We could never forget, right? Because they really paid the ultimate price with their life. But nowadays, a lot of us are like jellyfish, right? We flopping just to keep a job, just to stay in with the golf partners, you know, just to stay in with the status quo. Sometimes we don't even know where that line in the sand is drawn. If we don't stand for anything, that's why so many of us is falling for everything. It's time that we have to stand up and take a stance because if not, we lost Sonia. We lost. There you are, Sonia. (laughs) We lost a little bit. There. Yeah. Can you hear hear me? Did I go off? Yeah, you back. Oh no. Hey, Sonia, uh, just finish finish your thought if you can. If you can hear me. Hello. Yes. Can you hear me? Okay. I'll tell you what. We're gonna take Uh the station break. Well, we're going to come back, and hopefully uh, Sonia will be back. Keisha, what happened? She was on the roll, and uh, I want to pick it up. And uh, Lala, if you're there, if you want to chime in with us, uh, all you do is just pop in. Turn your camera on. Come on in and chat with us. <laughs> yeah. So we, we're going to take a station break, but we're going to come back. We've got a whole lot more to talk about. Hey, this is a very powerful topic. This is my first show of the month. Of February, and I have to do it with a bank. Yeah, so, uh, I, Dr. T, when we're gonna come back, we're gonna pick it up a lot more. But I, I want everybody to smile, thinking about oh, all yeah. the other things that you know we are thankful for and what uh, our forefathers uh, put forth prior to and making sure that we are here. So, it's your life. We'll be back shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Hi, I'm Todd Purick, the producer of The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join James as he shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by Dr. James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. FM 96.1 North County and AM 1170 San Diego. The Answer. Streaming at Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. Dr. James Cooley is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. Dr. Cooley is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, Dr. James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to Issue Life. Uh, wow, we got this great panel here. And, you know, Sonia was on the road. And I think we had a technical uh, difficult, but uh, we're going to get her right back on here. And uh, we, we're going to do what we have to do. That's what we do on the show. We do what we have to do. And, um, you know, Michelle, you had asked a question and you commented, and Sonia was in the middle of asking that. Can you repeat a little bit and give her? The thought process, so her brain can start mm-hmm. to trigger. Because I, 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 I was looking at the veins in the head. I was looking at all of she, she was getting excited. You know? <laughs> well, I was saying that you know the people, the pioneers who have fought for us, far right, uh, the Martin Luther Kings, the Malcolm X, and many, many more. Um, even you know, going way back. Um, Harriet Tubman, you know, and just 
people who fought for us African-Americans, their lives were threatened. Not only their lives, but their families' lives were threatened. And not I can honestly say maybe not a lot of people would continue to fight, especially when their families are being threatened. But I guess my question is, how much courage and determination and conviction these people, these amazing pioneers had to have that despite what they believed in and despite their lives being threatened, how much courage you you would say that it took for them to keep moving on? I would say it took a lot of courage. Um, when you really think about it today, how many of us today really would stand up for mankind? You even saw with the George Floyd incident, how many stood on the sidelines and kept their videos rolling. Thank God for that. But how many more walked by because they felt like nothing would change? It's just status quo. But back in the day, we had heart and we had gumption because by that time, we was really, truly sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I think it takes it takes 150% of a person, a woman or a man, to stand up for all mankind because you know not only is your life threatened, but your family too. And what did they do? They burned us down. Think of Rosewood. Think of Ocala. Think of all of those black towns that they burned to pieces because of whatever, because they thought a black man raped a white woman or, or et cetera. They just burned us down. So you knew you was going to lose your house. You knew you was going to lose your cattle. You knew you was going to lose whatever monies you had. But yet they stood up. They really did. And, you know, that that speaks a lot to the values, to our truth and who we are as a people. Ten toes down. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to switch this to a different perspective. Uh, we have so many amazing pioneers, right? But we also have people who started in the entertainment business, right? Who paved the way for us to get the, for actors and actresses to get the roles that they deserve. Let's go back to Hattie McDonald, who won an Oscar for her portrayal as, you know, basically uh, in Gone with the Wind, how her character was portrayed. Now people need to understand back then, that was the only roles that were available to African-Americans. And you can even go back a little, or, or forward a little further. Let's go to the Nicholas brothers. Let's go to people like Sammy Davis Jr., who as talented as they were, they were stopped from going into Caucasian-only establishments because of their color of their skin. But they rose to the occasion and just paved the way to the actors like Sidney Poitier, Denzel Washington. So that's why I want to take it to a different level, talk about entertainment. And when we look at those roles now, especially Hannah McDowell, Gone with the Wind, some people just like, how could she portray a role like that? You got to think about how it was back then. So um, Dr. Terry, Sonia, do y'all want to comment on that? Terry? Yeah. Um, So that goes to show you, I mean, how far we've come. You know, there's a, ironically, well, Funny enough, there's a lot of people that have never heard of her before. And um, and, and I mentioned to them before that this is she's one of the reasons why we do have these Angela Bassett's and, and everyone else, because I'm quite sure that they've heard of her before. But we had to it goes to show you also what we had to do and the things that we've done and, and with the limited amount of access that we had. And we took that limited amount of access and flourish. So um, when you talk about when you win these Oscars and Oscar nominees and all these different things that have been um, earned by African-Americans now, we also got to remember folks like her in order for her to to get her flowers as well. And then it's just, you know, I I sit back and I think about um, the theme this year, which is African-Americans in the arts. That's, that's the theme for this year's um, African-American history month. And I'm so glad that they that that theme was selected because we'll we're able to talk about people like her and all the contributions that she's made because there's a lot of people that have never heard of her. So Sonia, I know you're itching and I know you want to uh to talk more about it, but though that's just my perspective on different things and and and, and with the African Americans in the arts. And I'm so glad that this is the actual theme this year for, for our um celebration. No, I definitely agree with you. And I think what we as a people are so proud of is that no matter what we was dealt, we we did it. 
no matter what we was dealt, we made the best out of what we were we were handed, right? So even back in those days, yes, those were the only roles we could play. We played them to the best of our abilities, right? Until we can open that door and hold it open for so many more to come through. That's how Viola Davis and, you know, all of these other great people are coming through. And even though we still have a ways to go, it just shows our truth, right? Because some things that just can't be denied, right? Mm -hmm. our talent, our voice, our history. It just can't be denied. So yes, you're right, Terry. The theme is definitely African-American in the arts. And we have survived the best of times through our worst times ever, but yet we're still striving to continue to be the best that we could be as a people, right? Yes. And look at all the people that came the way. Look at all the people nowadays. We don't have to go through the back door anymore. We, you, And you know what kills me? They used to entertain in front of all the white establishment and couldn't even get served in that same establishment and had to go through the back door, let alone stay in a hotel. They couldn't stay there. And that always blew my mind. So they were good enough to come in and entertain them, but yet they had to leave. That always blew me away. I don't know about y'all, but how did y'all feel about that? Well, that definitely blew me away. <laughs> but unfortunately, that was the times that they were living in. And you mentioned, Dr. Terry, also about the arts. You know, let's talk about some amazing, you know, people who contributed to the arts. Langston Hughes, yes. a prominent figure of the Harlem Renaissance. He was a poet, a novelist, and playwright. And we also have the amazing um, James Baldwin, novelist, essayist, and social critic. He explored race, sexuality, and societal issues in the United States. And of course, we have Claude McKay, a key figure in the Harlem Renaissance. He also was a poet and novelist known for works like Home to Harlem and also Zora Neale Hurston. She was an anthropologist and author. In his novel, Their Eyes Were Watching God is considered a classic of African-American literature. So a lot of people don't know about these amazing poets. And you, you, you forgot to mention Maya Angelou. I'm going to Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou is well known, but what, who the people I was mentioning, they're not as well known as Maya Angelou, but they contributed, you know, for their essays, for their, their, their poetry. So... I'm just going to leave it there. And if anyone wants to comment on that. You know, I think that uh, uh, what you just mentioned is so important, especially with the theme this year, uh, with the arts. And uh, it's a lot, lot more that we did not name in that group that you just mentioned. Uh, but um, contributions to the overall uh, effect of where we at today, uh, I think we need to understand that it takes bits and pieces uh, and it takes a uh, in order to build what I call a platform, a platform of what I'm talking about. Uh, if you want to build a house, you want to build a foundation as big as possible. So it's going to require a lot of different pieces and a lot of different parts. And uh, the people that you name, uh, just put that in there. But uh, each one of their their part and the pieces contribute to the foundations uh, that we have. To, just like case in point yesterday, the Grammys and all of that. And it was just so, so wonderful. Uh, to, uh, uh, I mean, just watch that and have an understanding of it took all of these folks and the arts many, many years ago to lay the foundation uh, today so that uh, many uh, African-American men and women have an opportunity to go out and do what they're doing and feel confident and don't have to feel afraid or, or uh, et cetera, because the foundation has already been laid. Terry, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you hit it right on the head. The foundation has been laid. And with that foundation, we have those bricks. So all those bricks represent those folks who have paved the way. So you have you have uh, Avin Ailey. You have all these um, these uh, people who contributed and still have contributed in some way to a lot of um, a lot of folks who are who are in the arts. So when you see you, you Denzel, you think of Cindy Portier, you know, when you see film writing. You think of other people that have gone back um, years and now they're getting their flowers and some folks are finally discovering who these folks are because I think it's important that the actors and the actresses that we have now that a lot of people look up to, 
that we always reverence those folks so that these people can be encouraged because oftentimes if it's not in front of you in social media, they don't want to read it. So we're able to encourage folks to to, to go back and, and look at some of these folks who was in that foundation, who was on those bricks that were at the bottom that's raising those bricks up at the top. It's going to take those actors and actresses and those filmmakers and those folks to always reverence those folks who have paved the way. Wow. You know, I want you, you all to hold that thought because we got to take a station break, but we're going to come back. We've got a lot more. We're coming. We're gonna to talk to Lala, and we, we're gonna find out what's what her thoughts and what's what's on her mind, and we're gonna pick it up from here because we've got a whole lot more. And I tell you, Terry, as me and you was talking, I know one hour is not enough to right. do this show uh, in a justice, but we're gonna to try to squeeze as many seconds out of it as possible. So if you want to be part of the conversation, whichever platform you're watching us on, all you have to do is go to the comments, ask any question that you might have. I promise you, I promise you, we'll get you an answer. Yes. Your life. We'll see you shortly after. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. And we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. Dr. James Cooley is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. Dr. Cooley is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, Dr. James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to the James Cooley Show. It's your life, and, and my co-host here, uh, Dr. Terry Spain. A, a absolutely fantastic show, uh, Sonia. I, 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 I love your enthusiasm. Uh, it's I can you can just feel it. You can see it, and uh, this is something that uh, I believe is so important that we talk about, especially uh, in America today. Uh, we've got so many things going on. Our young folks not only our young folk, but many of us as African-American, African-Americans have lost our way. We're willing not to vote. We're saying that we, we're not enthusiasm. We don't have enthusiasm about the election coming up, and we're willing to go back to things that happened uh, six, seven, eight years ago. Um, and that's just crazy to me. I mean, I mean, why would we want to do something? When somebody tell you what they're going to do, when you're like, oh, no. I'm not as enthusiastic about it. Yeah, if they want to send us back to slavery, they want to do this, I'm okay. I cannot fathom that. I cannot fathom how we as people think just because things ain't, might not seem to be the way that we see it in our vision. I understand that. I'm talking about individually and that we're willing to go back to the status quo. Just tell us what to do. Tell us what to do now. <laughs> uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm not willing uh, to do that. So I, I want to bring Lala in and just get her thoughts. She's been watching the show. 
you know, and Lala, what are your thoughts on it? Well, it was so many. <laughs> there was um, a lot of talk about people who paved the way. So we have to go back to the point that, you know, Crispus addicts, we have to go back to those forerunners who were fighting slavery from the beginning. Then we get into government. And of course, we have Frederick Douglass. Of course, we have all of these people who were standing up for the government, trying to get elected after we have Reconstruction. And all of those people who were setting up townships, who were doing all these things to build America. Because let's face it, without us, there would be no America. We were here because we were skilled labor that could build, that could look at something and create. And so that is why we were brought here. And then when once we got here, we made America our own. No one had to say to us, this is your land. We took solace in the fact we're here, we're not going anywhere, and we're going to do our part. And even if you try to give us the scraps off the table, we're going to make a buffet. Okay. And so that's how I'm seeing it. And then when we get to the arts, now, of course, they try, you know, we don't talk about Leontine Price. We're not talking about people um, like Dorothy Dandridge, who at the same time we have Marilyn Monroe coming into the forefront. Dorothy Dandridge was the one who she was copying. Yet she became the breakout star. And because Dorothy Dandridge was colored, she became a footnote in history. We don't talk about those things. We don't talk about the fact that everything that we have done when it comes to music, when it comes to the arts, was taken. And when white people performed it, it became a classic. But when we were performing it, it was a Negro this or a race this or a colored this. So you have to remember, we made the blueprint. They just copied what we did and just tried to make it part acceptable for their culture. So when we talk about what we contributed, remember, we contributed everything. Wow. We are the uh, you are You're so right. And, you know, I think um, that we need to, especially like you from young adults, can I just uh, uh, put a question? I feel like today's you do not get enough knowledge and understanding of where we came from with Black history. In what ways today can we reach uh, today's you to get them to better understand history and to better understand that we can't go backwards? Uh, T, um, one minute or less, and I, I, then I want to uh, you know, we get one minute less, and then I'm going to send you uh, uh, responses. Well, we only got four minutes left in the show. Okay. I'll make it quick. So for me, I just think we got to get um, our young African-American kids excited about history. Let them know that, okay, you like rap. The rap wasn't created. Rap was created by this person. You like hip-hop. You like all these different things. We have to we have to meet them where they're at and get them excited and bring more cultural um, cultural events to them so that they can understand and see the importance of African-American history and what we've contributed. So that was a good question by, uh, by Tiana. And then we also got to bring them to places like the Moore Center so that folks can see the sacrifices and, and things that was given to, uh, to African-Americans so that they can get out and vote. They can listen to those rap music. They can do all these different things, play sports. So that's one of the things I think that they should do. What, what about you, Sonia, real quickly? Uh, what, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are I definitely agree with Terry, and I just want to jump on and piggyback off of him. Not only that, we have a signature program here that's called Men on a Mission, and we have men like Dr. Terry Spain and so many other, Keyshawn Phelps, um, so many other young brothers that we bring in the youth so they can see them. We need mentors. We need civic engagement. We need our young men, even my grandson who's 18, needed to see what Dr. Terry Spain looked like. He was a Navy retired chief petty officer, and he looks like him, brown skin like him, right? So when they can see that everyone's not going to be in a NBA basketball star or NFL football player, but yet you have these other great profile jobs that you can do because it's okay to use your head. So I'm grateful that even Dr. Terry Spain goes around in our community and really tie the tie and, and speak to these young kids because Actually, it was another young man that just signed up to go into the Navy because of him. 
the role models that we need, we have to bring civic engagement back and we have to bring, just like we used to have talent shows back in the day, well, our talent shows now are bringing mentorship to our young to let them meet each other. Because, you know, we have single parents raising kids, right? The mothers are worn out. They're working two and three jobs. The father's absent. You already know the story. Go ahead. Let's see what Lala got. Well, hold on. We, we out of time with Lala. But i tell you, this is what I want to <laughs> Hey, T. Um, I think uh, in about a week and a half, too, uh, I would love to re-engage my space, uh, do a part two, if if you guys schedule permit, to talk about these things. Because uh, Sonia is talking about the museum. I want to learn a, lot, a little bit more uh, about that. Uh, Sonia, I'm Navy as well. Um, oh, okay. And um, I, I, I think that the awareness we need to bring. Uh, Lala, mm-hmm. uh, get you back on here uh, with, with, with us if if you have time, you got to pop in a little earlier, though. <laughs> you know? uh-huh. I was listening. I didn't. I didn't show. I wanted. I wanted to know what was going on, what I would have to contribute. So. Well, you you contribute a lot, and I, I'm gonna tell you, hey, hey, Doctor T, let's talk about that one if your schedule permits. Okay. Uh, let's get these two young ladies back on. Let's expand uh, Black History Month. I say uh, the third week of February, if that's possible. Um. And uh, we we'll just uh, uh, keep it going because there's so many things that I, I believe that we need to talk about. So I want to thank each and every one of you for taking the time to come back on the show. Hopefully, in a couple of weeks, we can do this again. You know, yeah. I like to thank uh, Dr. Michelle Cooley uh, for putting together another absolutely fantastic show. I like to thank uh, all of my um, viewers and listeners. I tell you, YouTube channel. It's your life radio. It's your life radio. It's your life radio. Go to the YouTube channel. You can watch every show live, but subscribe. Oh, I like that. You can watch every show live, but subscribe. <laughs> oh, man. And, uh, this is every day, Monday through Friday, same time, 12 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. And I tell you, I want everybody to always dream big, think big, and be big at everything you do. We'll be back tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your life. We'll see you then. Thanks for joining us for the James Cooley Show. It's your life. To learn more about Dr. James Cooley and how you can support the show or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been It's Your Life with Dr. James Cooley, where you learn how to dream big, Think big and be big in everything you do. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.